0: Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy Friday, everybody. It is the 14th of June 2019. I am actually rocking out in the Civic Studio here. Welcome to the PCS Podcast. This is Ian Rodriguez. Today's a very special day. At least I'm hoping it will be. Um, We have some Rob Zombie jamming in the background for you who like the heavy metal. I really do. I really do. White Zombie, Rob Zombie, you name it. I love it. Of course, thank God for the Rob Zombie pinball machine. Not a lot of people really love that one, but hey man, at least the music's good, right? I still like to play it from time to time at the museum. You know me, I'll play any pinball. Any pinball is good pinball, everybody. So don't hate on it. So last night, I was sitting in my garage playing a video game and watching, actually, after that, watching Twitch. And I've got uh, another show I need to do about the World Championships, so I don't have my notes in front of me for that, but I'm going to do that later, so stay tuned. Um, I have some important things to say about the World Championships in Italy. But most importantly about last night, man, I was watching the Wonka stream again from IE Pinball, and it's just so alluring. Another thing I was watching was Buffalo Pinball's recent stream about Pirates of the Caribbean. And if you don't watch the pirate stream or if you if you get a chance to watch it go back and check all the pirate streams there are okay i.e. pinball go check buffalo pinball watch those streams and tell me you don't want to buy that game i dare you i dare you i swear that game looks better and better every time i watch it it i mean here's the thing i have about it i love the game i love the layout i think the music's pretty pretty killer the sound's pretty great There's no voice acting and no real license usage from the movie, so that's kind of a bummer. Obviously, we've talked about that, but another thing, I think this is the thing that will kill it for me. Um, At least, I don't think I can get over it, and I don't like to, you know, hate on anything, but here's what it is, man. I don't want Johnny Depp staring at me in the face from the very bottom of the playfield by the flippers the entire time I'm playing, and I think that's what I can't tolerate. And I'm very tolerant of pinballs and all sorts of styles and art and everything else, but I just, I don't think I can live with that. So I was literally inches from buying a standard edition Pirates last night. I was thinking, man, this game is incredible, I should just do it, buy it, have it sent to me. I bet you a couple distributors have them in stock. I did not do it because I kept looking at Johnny Depp and thinking, how bad do I want to look at Johnny Depp looking at me with mascara all over his eyes? I just don't know if I could tolerate it. So maybe in another year or so, my, I will have softened my stance on this. But for now, sorry, Johnny. The drag queen look is going to have to wait to be in my game room. So thank you, though. The game's great, though. So I'm looking forward to seeing it at the Museum of Pinball. Very, very soon, according to all rumors, we are going to have a... Possibly a collector's edition. So if you are coming out to Banning to play... Next time in October for the event, we will probably have a Pirates there for you. So good on JJP and good on the museum and John Weeks for getting a hold of one, evidently. No confirmation there, but we're going to find out tomorrow. Um, Chuck Casey is the guest today. We're going to be interviewing him shortly. I'm actually parked outside of his house right now. He doesn't know this, but I am going to try to get him to interview on the show. I think he's going to be happy with it. Chuck's an easygoing guy if you know him. And so we're going to talk about the museum. Talk about his collection, his pinball, his um, uh, what he likes, what he doesn't like. We're also going to talk about his new project, the arcade in Riverside, California, downtown, called Game Lab. So I uh, will end this segment and follow up with Chuck. We're going to walk up there and ask him if he'd be interested in doing the interview. I hope he does because it should be very interesting, and you'll get a chance to meet him on this pod. He's a very cool guy, one of my favorites. So I'll sign off for now. That's the end of segment number one. Hopefully segment number two will be our excellent interview. Stay tuned. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there, especially all the pinball dads. Um, you know, it's uh, I have two children, and Father's Day is special for me, obviously. And uh, there's no better hobby to have as a dad than pinball, because if you own a pinball, you have it in your garage. You get to be there for your kids and be there for your wives and whoever else, and uh, you don't have to leave home for it. So you kind of get to be a present father and enjoy your hobby, so... Happy Father's Day. It is Sunday, June 16th. Welcome back. So, segment number one, we talked about getting an interview with Chuck. Chuck was a little busy this weekend, so it didn't work out. And I'm a little actually bummed and a little down right now because some other friends of mine at the Museum of Pinball yesterday... Basically said they don't want to do an interview and I was just telling them. Hey I just want to do an interview and do a roundtable and talk with you guys about your collections Talk with talk pinball basically right kind of like how you do every time you meet with all your friends who play pinball so anyway, it didn't happen and I'm really kind of bummed because I was excited and um, I don't know what to say other than that. Yeah kind of a bummer, but I do have some show notes today and I have to make a promise that I'm finally going to live up to on this podcast. Um, by the way, we are the PCS Podcast, the only 15-minute pinball podcast with one host. We're happy to fill that niche here. They're the niche, the niche podcast. So I, on a Friday, went out to Chuck's house, my buddy in Canyon Lake, and he's got a hell of a collection. I called him a couple days prior and I said, hey Chuck, do you think I could come out and pick up some wire for me. So we had some wire he wanted to help me out with on a project I was working on. And I asked him, do you think it'd be okay if I played a little bit? Because I haven't played the Chuck collection in a very long time. I think it's been about six months since I went over there. And Chuck being the cool dude that he is said, yeah, dude, no problem. I'll be in the garage working working on machines and you can go have fun in the game room. So I went over there and I turned on a few machines and I had a splendid time, just so much fun. And, and interestingly, the first two machines, I think Chuck has 10 or 11 machines right now in his in his game room. The first two that I turned on just to have on for the first games that I wanted to play was Monopoly and Woz. So first things first, I played Monopoly, and the reason I played it is because it's a Lawler game, and I'm waiting for my Lawler game, and I'm excited about Lawler, and Lawler is pinball, right? So... I turned it on and I played it and Chuck keeps his games in immaculate condition, so this game was in exceptional shape and played exceptionally well and just perfect in every way, right? And I found myself falling in love with this game and, and, and I told my friends yesterday that that happened and they were cracking up, but uh, it's true, I was like just playing it and thinking how fun it would be to own that game because it's, it's pretty deep, it's kind of, it's kind of tricky. It's got a lot of neat ramps. It's got a lot of really neat shots. Um, the right side of the playfield's really wide open and deep. The left side of the playfield's really shallow shots and kind of tricky. Um, so it kind of gives you a chance to play easy on the right and play hard on the left. So uh, it's a unique layout. That's how I think. Uh, it's just a really cool machine. Four flippers, of course. It's got the upper right shot, the lower to mid left upper flipper. Really fun game. So that was a funny little crush I had on the weekend. I also played Woz. Now, Jersey Jack Pinball is a different type of game. And when you play Woz, you feel the difference. It Just everything about it is different than playing a Stern or a Williams. And I'm not the first to say that. I, will never, I won't be the last. But I'm ex- getting, playing that game gets me excited to play Wonka because I know I'm going to be playing a game that feels something like that and it resembles that sort of build, it resembles that sort of scheme, you know? But most of all, what happened when I played it was I kind of broke through the first and second layer of the game, and it got a little deeper into the game than I'd ever been, and I really liked what I was seeing, and I kind of liked the experience a lot. And we all, I think we all think, I guess a lot of people in the pinball community, that that's like the most beautiful game ever made. And when you play it, it really does sort of reveal itself that way, too. It's really impressive. The light show changes so frequently, and it just becomes such a cornucopia of shows there's just not one basic light show, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's really mode-based, and it gets colorful, and gets weird, and fruity, and kind of funky and, and spastic at times. But really, really, really neat. And I think it, it just just that alone is just something that they put so much more time and effort into than most games do. So I really respect that. That being their first game, I think it's it's subject and, and, and deserves a lot more credit than they than they even get. I know they get plenty of credit, but um, they deserve it, man. That machine. Just rules, man, so next I turned on um, attack from Mars remake he has a special edition over there, and it 's funny because I finally i don 't know what happened since the last time I played that game, but last time I was there, I played that game, and I always play it when I 'm there and I started to kind of crack that game game open a little bit and re- reveal some of its awesome features and modes and I really liked what I saw, and I just had a lot a lot of fun playing it It's Chicago gaming you know, they make a great machine, and just, it's just as smooth and fun, and just really perfect replication of the old game, so, I don't know, man, it's, it's really weird for me to play pinball, because every machine I play, I really just want to have one, so, um, and finally, I played Deadpool Pro, and that game is better and better every time you play it, I think it, it, takes a lot of getting used to, but in recent weeks and months, that game has gained a lot of steam, and there's still distributors who are selling them, and they are not, they're not stopping, they're selling them, they're really still selling, so, Congrats to Deadpool, I guess, and congrats to Gomez and Zombie Yeti for making a bitchin' game. A game that looks and plays super fun and is a beautiful, exceptional game in its, uh, in its own right, you know? So I, res- I respect that effort knowing that uh, Gomez had to come in and play Rescue Mission with that design with Trudeau out of there. So, like, that that being kind of a disaster recovery, they literally made a disaster recovery effort into a diamond, into a gem, for us pinheads to enjoy, and I played the limited edition yesterday at the Museum of Pinball, which I'll get into, and and man, that game, that game's, I mean, it's almost the same game, there's a couple small differences, but really, I think it plays the same as the pro for all intents and purposes, so I don't know what to say other than I would take the pro. Um, So yeah, we had the tech day yesterday, it was really cool, I got there around 8.45, maybe 9 o'clock. Um, I slept in, I actually slept through my alarm, so I got there about an hour late, so I really feel bad about that, but we got straight to working on pinballs, straight to diagnosing and trying to fix problems, and, um, and then in and the later part of the day we started test playing, or at least I did, because when I'm at the museum I run out of sheets to work on because either I don't know how to work on that particular machine because it's too deep of a problem, or there just aren't any sheets out to, uh, to fix. So that means there's no sheets, there's no problem with the machine. That you can see so by test playing I find the problems and I was able to find a few different problems with a few different machines and we kind of wrote them up and we got them for the next time uh, but we have uh, an entire summer and then September before our event is in October so we gotta kind of get ready for that and that's our that's our effort here but it's exciting to go there and fun to talk with all my friends out there and everybody who loves pinball so much and they come out there and donate their time and we have a great time together and it's just even smiling and laughing and talking about games and talking about Wonka and talking about, you know, the uh, world championships, talking about what we're looking at, what we're seeing lately in pinball is super fun. It's just really a shame I couldn't get an interview in or a round table discussion because then you guys would have a chance to see these see who these people are or hear them at least, and it would have been a nice opportunity to reveal some of that to you guys. But um, we still had good times, and we ended up playing quite a bit, and I played um, I played Iron Man because there's one for sale not too far from here that I was thinking about dropping a line on. But um, I played the game. Iron Man is a fun game. I think it's a Borg game, so if you know Borg, you know Borg. Um, he doesn't make a lot of unique layouts. They're pretty typical, and this game was probably no exception. It was pretty, pretty smart, pretty basic. Um, But fun. I I liked it. I I don't think that a lot of um, Borg's machines are like long-term collection machines So maybe that's why I didn't think that it was for me I really like playing it, and I'll play it on location anytime I get a chance I played it at Indisc this last January, and I remember getting my butt kicked by it Uh, The machine I happened to play this time around was not set up so brutally, so I had a lot of fun on it Um, I think the game, for what the game lacks in art, it makes up for with design Because the ramps are really fun, and there's a a really sweet marble, or marble, a really sweet magnet in front of a bash toy that really works well for the machine, and it actually emerges from the bottom of the playfield. So it's really a unique interactive toy because it's not there all the time, and it sort of pops up. So I love games that hide things from you. Okay, that's a unique feature for a Stern, especially in this modern day of their production that they kind of cut costs on. That that being a 2010, I think, so nine years ago they were still doing these types of things. But this little gadget, this this monster toy thing, pops up from the bottom of the playfield like a trapdoor and battles you. I think anytime that's happening, anytime a, an aspect of a pinball is hidden under the playfield and it becomes revealed after you open it up, open the game up a little bit, that is awesome. That is freaking amazing. That's what I think should happen more nowadays. But it doesn't necessarily... that's not necessarily the case. I mean, even most recently, there's not a single toy... Or interactive device that comes from the bottom of the playfield and pops up into the player's face and interacts with him. Uh, that's really a shame because when that happens, it's it's a new experience. It's stimulating. It's really unique in its own right. So um, Iron Man's cool, um, but I don't think I'm going to buy one. Another machine I test played yesterday was Ripley's Believe It or Not. And I test played it because it was next to Iron Man and I was test playing that aisle. But most of, uh, another aspect was there's a guy selling one of those out here not too not too long ago. And um, I played the game. It's a lawler game. It's a really fun lawler game, but it doesn't compare with Monopoly, guys, and it doesn't compare with Roller Coaster Tycoon, and those are two other lawler games which I would really love to own one day. Um, So yeah, I had fun on it. I diagnosed a problem and wrote the sheet up and left. Um, Then I went and played Roller Coaster Tycoon and Monopoly, and those games are lawlers' great recent modern games, man. They're they're within the last 15 years. They're really fun. They're really unique, and they're really smartly designed, and they are play. playfields that are chock-full of activities and aspects of the game. Um, Roller Coaster Tycoon has like six ramps, it's really cool, there's some incredible diversion going on with the ball. Monopoly is the same thing, there's just ramps crossing all over the place, a lot of diversion, a lot of fun, uh, I guess observation of the ball when you're playing. You get to watch it kind of course around the top of the playfield, and then disappear or cross the playfield and stick to a spot in a lock position. I just think that games that divert the ball like that and keep you guessing are really fun, and they they, they have staying power in a collection where the priority is unique designs. So I wish I had those both, and someday maybe I will. We'll see. You know, I have a cool stuff topic today that I think you're all going to really like. Um, You know, lately we had a party for my daughter on Friday, so I had to get the front yard in order. So I was cutting, the, trimming the trees and the bushes and everything, cleaning it up, making it look really nice. And I am really, really proud of my front yard. I take pride in it. Um, When we first moved into this house, my yard was basic grass and it had nothing in it, just a grass. Um, And we live in the desert. So the grass was dying and year after year, dying and dying and dying. And I couldn't keep it alive no matter how much I watered it. So I decided one day, you know what, forget it. I'm going to rip this grass out and install my own desert landscape. So my cool topic, my cool stuff topic is landscaping, guys. If you aren't a landscaper, you don't don't need to have anything other than some dirt to work with. So this is a really neat hobby of mine, Um, one that I learned how to do from my dad back when I was a child and a really useful skill to have. And So what I did was I tore all the grass out, I brought in a bunch of gravel and sand and and rocks and decorative rock and I bought a bunch of desert-friendly plants and I stuck them in the earth And four years later, I have this magnificent desert landscape in my front yard. And I'm so grateful for it because it looks beautiful and it doesn't require any water. I have no trouble keeping it alive out here in Menifee, California, where it is 110 during the summer. And it's just pleasing to the eyes. And, um, you know, I think pinheads are especially attracted to cool looking things and attractive colors and things like that. I know I am on a machine. I like colors and my yard is chock full of color season to season because it has flowering desert plants. So it's just cool. And and I really enjoy doing yard work that results in a beautiful landscape and uh, transforming something that looks pretty bad into something that looks really nice. There's a lot of gratifying experiences that, that, I guess can be gained from from creating something like that and making a dirt lot into a colorful desert landscape it is enjoyable and it's and it's cheap if you do it on your own so get out there put a shovel in the ground start digging start destroying your current yard and start recreating something new and beautiful and I think you'll like it I think you'll enjoy it as much as I did that's all I got everybody my wife and family are waiting for me inside the house And they are probably going to be making me breakfast for Father's Day. I'm really excited. I hope you guys enjoy your Father's Day. Enjoy your children. If you're not a father yet, it's the best experience in the world. Go be, you know, if you you don't intend to become a father, that's fine. But if you do intend to become a father someday, you're really going to love it. It's just the best. Having kids, um, raising children, it's very difficult, but nothing worthwhile is ever easy, everybody. Have a great Sunday.